is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Greg Snow uh, joining us on the phone uh, this morning as he is uh, off to play in a pro-am, I would assume, today, Greg, or what's going on? Pro event today. It's a pro. The head pro championship. All right. And the uh, Luther Pro Series number two. Okay. And uh, so you guys have, what, a half a dozen of those through the year or what? Uh, I think it's three of the Pro Series. This is the only head pro championship. It's two events combined into one. Also, there's an assistant event. Uh, they try to kind of make this into a three-in-one. They pair each head pro with an assistant. Um, you know, mentorship type stuff. But, uh, sure. yeah, there's three of us. It's a shotgun start. Medina Golf and Country Club at 9 a.m. All right. So, uh, probably, if you're listening to this on the website, he's probably on the golf course right now. And earlier today, if you're listening here at 4 o'clock on uh, KWLM, uh, we a uh, big tournament yesterday. It was your first chance as the head pro there at Eagle Creek to run the Lakeland Championship, which is I don't know, it might be the oldest golf tournament in the state of Minnesota with the 94th annual. Uh, good crowd of players and some challenging uh, conditions to play, unless your name is Trent Peterson or Danny Anderson. Uh, those guys seem yeah. to have, they didn't have any yeah, trouble. Many of the rest of us struggled mightily. doesn't matter for them. You're right, what the conditions are. But it's funny, Todd, how we um, all week we were begging for rain. You know, everybody around the area needs a little bit of something. And then it comes on the day you have a tournament, and you're like, well, not today, though. <laughs> right. We want rain, but, but just not today, if possible. And Thank you, yeah. So, yeah, we had, we had to negotiate uh, three different rain delays throughout the weekend. Nothing major, but enough to kind of throw the schedule off a little bit. So, yeah. uh, kudos to all the players, everybody who adjusted through all those things. Um, it was not easy, as you uh, as you found out, as you got dumped on and you yep. came in. You looked like you just walked out of the shower. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was uh, that was a tough ordeal. With all of my clothes on, I I had got caught uh, in the shower. Yeah, it was it was tough. We were still on the course. We were the only ones. Uh, still out there outside of the championship flight as we got behind the guys in front of us by a little ways. Um, now, you know me, Greg. If a group is playing slow, it's probably not me, is it? No, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. But, uh, again, yeah, that's uh, that's the nature of the beast sometimes, yep, right? You yep. get stuck with somebody who plays at a different pace. Our championship flight, we had uh, the first two groups finished in three hours and ten minutes. Wow. And and Pete Hanning came in and he said, these dudes I played with, they are fast. <laughs> they didn't even wait for the other guy to putt out. <laughs> and, uh, again, that's the way some of us like to play golf. Yep. But not everybody. And not- so you kind of got to go with the acceptable pace of play, right? Yeah. And you were obviously, you were in a foursome. Yep. And in a tournament, foursomes are, um, it makes it more difficult. It it's does. It's going to take a little bit longer, unfortunately. So, yeah, I like all of our events to be three, you know, events like that to be three person when possible. Yeah. But when you got those weird numbers, you know, we needed one more person in that uh, in that flight, and then we could have done three balls. Yeah. Yeah, one more there. You know, so be it. That's how it was. I, I, It was on me that I played so poorly. Obviously, I'm not trying to uh, deflect the blame. I wasn't the only one who's a member of this podcast who played poorly uh, over the weekend, so... <laughs> 
I I I have some company in that. Um, I, I I I texted you last night though. I have a pit in my stomach. You know because I I what hap- What I had hoped would happen did happen. I missed the correct cut, so I was on the lead after the first day. But it's so weird. So I'm the leader after day one. But I didn't play well at all. I played wretchedly. So I didn't have right. any confidence going into yesterday because I wasn't playing well despite being in the lead. Uh, I, but everybody else probably in my flight felt the same way. Uh, and then I just, you know, collapsed. And then we got through uh, 16 and then got dumped on uh, with rain. And for the first time in my life, I withdrew from a tournament. I just had had enough. I couldn't take any more. Uh, I only had two holes left. I was out of the money, but after I did it, I wished I hadn't. I wished I had stuck it out. I hate to post that DNF, and then I finished tied for last uh, with Dusty instead. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I immediately, and when I left, I was just, oh, I just can't do this anymore. I'm a drowned rat. I'm cold. I'm, I'm just going to go home. But when I did it, uh, then I got home, and I was home for about an hour, and I went, you know, I wish I hadn't done that. Because <laughs> I, well, I called you, and you that- said, yeah, we finished. So, yeah. Todd, that is the exact emotion. Every time I hit one the other day at Lesseur, and I hit one straight right in the weeds, and then I hooked the next one out of bounds left, and I didn't want to hit another ball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if we don't find that first one, that's going to be it, is all what I told myself. Yep. Well, luckily we found that first one because I would have had to do the same thing, and I wouldn't have felt good about it. No. So that's the nature of the beast with, uh, with not finishing. You're like, well, I made this decision. But now I'm not happy with the decision that I made, even though yeah. at the time it's emotional decisions. Now we got to tell everybody, Todd. You started off par, or excuse me, birdie, par, par, birdie. I did. You were, you were crushing your flight at that time. Yes, I was. <laughs> and then it all. And then yeah. the double bogies came. Yeah, we started on the back. Yeah. Oh man, I had a lot of those. Uh, the most popular score for me for the weekend was a six. That you don't want that to be. That. You don't want that to be your most popular score if you're not used to golf. Six isn't good. That's not what you want. A lot of. I had eight sixes on Saturday, uh, and uh, in in 27 holes. So you can see almost a third of my uh, holes finished with a six. Yeah, it all fell apart. Uh, you know, I could have recovered from a single double on 14. Drive into the woods left. No shot. Just had to punch out, uh, left it short, three-putted. You know how it works with a double bogey. Oh, yeah. But then I'm right in the middle. Oh, I'm not in the middle. I'm just off the fairway in the rough. But a clean look at 15, a pitching wedge in hand, uh, the wind at my back. And I'm convinced if I had, and I hit every pitching wedge I hit on the range earlier in the day, I hit cleanly. I hit well. That was a confident club. But I shank it out to the right, oh. you know, and then and then that kind of got me going. Because then in my brain, I'm going, oh, my gosh, I had just, it was the go zone, and I shank it out to the right. I got lucky on a chip. I hit it up through the canopy on the right-hand tree just short of the green, and it landed eight feet below the hole. And I missed the putt, of course. But I think if I had hit that pitching wedge into the middle of the green, I think I keep going. I recover there. But after that, it was all, it was all downhill for my game after that. It went south in a hurry from there. Well, it was a fun deal, Todd. I want yes, to, it was. I want to give a shout-out to, to Chad. Now, and you said earlier, you go, Greg, this is your first event, you know, first time running the Lakeland. And yeah. I've told this on the podcast many times. Of, 
I need to feel it. I need to see it. I need to see how it all yeah, works. Yeah, fair I enough. Get my hands on it. But I did let Chad just have complete control of the setup. Okay. Which, as you know, a lot of golf pros like to have their hands in that, kind of telling them, okay, here's what I want for this hole. I'd like to see this. Yep. And Chad has taken a philosophy that I am 100% on board with, which is set it up to let the guys score. Mm. Let's have some fun out here. Mm-hmm. Birdies are fun. Let's go after it. We're not going to have the greens at a 13 on the stem. We're not going although, again, I thought they, they were, were awesome conditions. They were, were plenty fast. Them. They were plenty fast, but they were but they were rolling good. Let's move some tees to where we could have some different yardages so that the par threes aren't all the same number each day. We move it around a little bit. We have some fun with it. And some people really enjoy that. Other people say, well, I want to play it back. I am on board 100%. Chad asked me, are you okay? I go, yes. Have some fun with it. Move it around. People will never play from that tee box unless it's an event where it has to be there. Yeah. And it happens all the time. At Torrey Pines for the U.S. Open, they moved a par-4 tee box up, Todd, that I played that golf course, yeah. that normally plays at like 450. And they moved it up to drivable. So they're playing from the red tee. Yeah. So bottom line is that in tournaments, things get moved around. And Chad did a wonderful job with that setup. He did say on yesterday, he goes, I set it up so people could score today. So the numbers, yeah, bunch of guys under par. But we like to see that. We like to see guys going out there having fun and taking advantage of some situations. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was four guys under par, so you had 39 players. So it wasn't this, I wouldn't call that a bunch necessarily. I will say this. I, I really enjoyed uh, the tee on 16. Moving that way up, it was 108 yards with the pin down front between the two bunkers. That made it really interesting and challenging. But on the other side of that, I didn't like playing the women's tee on seven. I didn't think that it, it changes. Yes, it it changes the angle completely. Uh, and and seven is a challenging hole as it is. You have to hit a uh, drive into a certain spot. If you miss left, you can be in trouble. If you miss right, you can be in trouble. But from the forward tee uh, on seven, uh, I, I I had no idea, and nobody in my group really knew where to hit the ball because it challenge it changed the angle uh, so much that you know. Uh, Maybe it's just because I took a <laughs> – that was my last hole. Maybe that's because – no, it wasn't. That was seven. But but that was the only one. And, and hey, uh, kudos to, to trying something different. I loved it on 16. I wasn't a fan of the, the move of the tees up on seven. Well, again, you got to – hey, can't have uh, your cake and eat it too, right? Yep. So you get you get something here and then you change an angle there. Maybe you and I should go play those forward tees more often. Yep. I don't think that would help me. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> – <laughs> my game is a mess. It's an absolute not mess. I would do anything. Yeah, I, I don't think it would help. Besides, you know, it's not the length of the golf course. It's all about your uh, your around the greens play, whether you're going to score or not. So anyway, a terrific tournament. Uh, congratulations to Brent Peterson. He wins it again, uh, second year uh, in a row that that uh, he has been the champ. Or Trent Peterson. I'm sorry, I think I called him Brent. Uh, and, and Danny for playing exceptionally well. A really cool story with Andy and Aiden playing together. Now, did they play together yesterday, too? Uh, they played together yesterday, but they didn't get together at all um, today. Or, uh, I'm sorry. They played together on Saturday. They did not get to play together on Sunday. But they got to play together for the early bird as well. And Andy actually came to me and he said, Greg, I was shocked that playing with Aiden for Judah, he goes, it was super comfortable. There was no issues. Um, you know, again, father, son, husband, wife, we all know 
that isn't always the case. Sometimes there's a comment here or something here, and there's a snap back there, and all of a sudden, wait a minute, we're in a tournament, and uh, we're snapping at each other. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And competition can do that. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Carter and Jeff got to play together yesterday, riding yeah. the same cart. Nice. Um, yeah, it's fun to see the families playing together out there, Todd. That's that Golf is supposed to bring us together, not pull us apart. And it's good to see, and I hope more of that happens down the road. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, tip of my cap to Dusty Carlson for putting up with me. and Well, I was kind of putting up with him, too. He hits some shots into places I've never seen before. How do you wind up over there off the tee? I didn't. He, well, it's funny. It's funny, Todd. In the Calcutta, Dusty was a hot commodity. And so was and I. The comments, that the was. Cost, well, yeah you, yeah, you even said that. I don't know. But the comments were Dusty is very erratic. Yes. And what erratic can mean is, wait a minute. He's got the ability to hit really good shots in yes. there. Yes. Yes. So. So things are happening. So when you say he was in places I've never seen, yeah. I don't think that shocked anybody who's listening to this. No, because he hits it a, a mile. Uh, he wasn't hitting his driver very often, so because he was really uh, wild with it. So he was hitting a hybrid off the tee and still hitting that to places that I hadn't seen before. Uh, so that was it was fun. He, he and he takes it well. Uh, and that was part of me being able to keep my cool throughout the day, also because I was sitting next to him and and he was. You know, calm about it. Frustrated like I was that we weren't playing better, but but still a, a good guy to, to golf with. And and then I played with Stefan Sturr. He's always fun. And uh, and then Sam, who won our flight, Sam Korger. Uh, Sam, if I could offer a little advice, would be to speed up the tempo a little bit. Um, but uh, nonetheless, a great player. Really putted well uh, and fun to watch him. And, and I was happy for him. And I was glad to see that I didn't lose uh, the Calcutta to somebody who shot an 82, uh, you know, something that I could beat. He shot 77 uh, to win that right. yesterday. So uh, at least he played well. That made me feel just about that much better uh, that, that I had played so poorly since I apparently was the favorite in our flight. Now, had I showed up at the Calcutta, I would have made sure that I would not have been the favorite uh, in the, in the, in the, uh, for, for the next day because I could have told him, oh, look, I don't win a lot of these Calcuttas. I don't know why. It just kind of happens that way. Something to work on, right? Day That's right. Day two should be better. Day two should be better. It wasn't. It was worse. Anyway, yeah. uh, hey, uh, how about the uh, Travelers over the weekend? That's now an elevated or a designated event. I still don't know exactly uh, what they're calling those. And and Keegan Bradley is kind of resurgent here. It's his second win of the year. Uh, he wins the tournament he wanted to win most outside of the majors. He's a New Englander. Uh, he wobbled a little bit on the back nine yesterday playing with the lead but was able to hold on. I enjoy watching Keegan Bradley play because he's just this tall, handsome guy who hits the ball uh, hard and uh, 6'4", has some quirky mannerisms to him. Uh, you know, I was happy for him. You may enjoy watching, Todd, but you'd hate playing with him. Yes. All those quirks and yep. all those step backs and all those come around, you'd be like, oh, dude, yeah. come on. Let's so, play. Again, it's one yeah. of those. It's, yeah, it's one of those deals that you gotta you gotta deal with it while you're playing with them, and and matter of a ten year can't you? But um, yeah, interesting deal that they're now really dominating this golf course. I mean, they they crushed that thing, Todd. Yeah, to yeah. see those numbers, yeah. Rory said today he goes not a big fan of this, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's good to see because as you mentioned or you and I have talked about this many times, you know it's it's okay to have some of these every now and then. Yeah. 
But you kind of don't want to see the best players pumping up 24, 25 under. Yeah. I think Keegan was at 26 by the time I turned the TV on. He started to falter a little bit. Maybe the pressure of having such a big lead kind of got to him. Yep. Who knows? Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, do we want to see 25 unders? I, Not really. You know, it's hard. Right. It's yeah. kind of hard to it's hard to say which is the best way. So, point being is take whatever's in front of you. If it's a 2,500 tournament, you better go get it. I'll tell you this, Todd. Brady Madsen is out working on, and we've talked to him, talked a lot about this. He's out playing in those Dakota tours. Yeah. They're all that way. You got it for three rounds. You got to shoot 16 to 18 deep to be in contention. Wow. And then you got to shoot probably five to six under just to make the two day cut. Wow. I mean, these guys are making birdies like, like they're you and I making pars. You know, I mean, it's, it, and again, even that, well, yesterday you didn't make many no, of those. I didn't, anyways, I did not. I did not. <laughs> I, didn't, I was going to say, no, they're making saying. more. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, if you made seven, I don't even know if you made seven. I don't think I did. The point, <laughs> point being is that these guys are making birdies now out there, and I don't know if the courses are getting easier. I just think that they're overpowering stuff. And yeah. so. I mean, I know I'm in a vicious circle here, but going back to rolling the golf ball, is that the right thing? Or do we just accept this, that this is what it is? Yeah. It's okay. You just better make some putts. It's, it's a confluence of things that have come together to make so many PGA Tour golf courses look easy. When, when we know they're not. I mean, these are the best in the world. Uh, but, it's, but I'm not sure that just rolling back the golf ball is going to have uh, you know, that big an effect. And it isn't just the equipment. The players are better trained and, and uh, better dietary conditions. They have all this video and track man that they can use to analyze every aspect of their swing. I mean, it, it really, the technology has advanced, not just for the clubs and the balls, uh, but for the training and so forth for the players too, who are, who are athletes these days. You know, back in the 70s when Jack was winning everything, uh, he was the longest hitter uh, on tour, never lifted a weight. Uh, you know, the guys, uh, everything has changed. You don't see the, the pot bellies on the tour like you did back in the 60s and 70s a little bit. Everybody is super fit and, and an athlete, and that's just kind of changed everything at the highest level. Really good point. Uh, people don't understand that about golf games. A lot of these guys, they just picked it up because they were good at sports. Yep. And they, you know, you'll, you'll hear that. I think that uh, Denny McCarthy guy, he wanted yep. to play basketball. I think we talked about him a couple weeks ago. You know, you always look at Dustin Johnson, you go, well, he should be something, anything other than a golfer. I mean, look at the way he walks and all those. He was a hooper. Yep. Yeah. So, again, you're right, Todd. They're athletic now. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, Greg, I'll let you go. Good luck today. All right. Thanks, Todd. Have a great day. Greg Snow joining us on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.